The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, as you know, we're all sort of slightly nursing a national wound. National pride is dented, feeling a bit shook up after yesterday's exit from the Eurovision Song Contest. We ain't going to be there, uh, despite the best efforts of wild youth. Not everyone was uh, to the liking of the song, but there you go. That is what songs do. Some people like them, some people simply don't. So let's talk to a previous uh, participant. I was going to say winner. Mickey Joe Hart participated in 2003, and I'm now joined by him to talk about where the competition is and where Ireland's entries are. Good evening to you, Mickey. Hi, Emmett. How are you? I'm very well indeed. A bit disappointed, I suppose we all are, um, this morning and this afternoon. While you just didn't quite do it, the song was good, I think. Uh, Light the jacket and the gold suit and all the rest of it. What, what, what kind of feelings do you have towards them? You've been there. It's a tough road to go on. It takes many, many months to get to that stage. You must have a fair bit of sympathy for them with the way it's all worked out. Yeah, well, I suppose first of all, I, I didn't have to go through the the um, semi final process, so um, and I'm, I'm glad of that. You know, um, for that, uh, it's an it's another added extra, you know, um, hustle, and uh, I suppose uh, part of it that wasn't wasn't in place when when I was there. So, it, and, and that seems to be our stumbling block at the minute. Seems to be or at uh, the semi finals and. Um, I don't think it was any reflection, to be honest, on the lads. I know the band, and uh, the, they're a great band, and they, they write great songs, and I thought the song was really good. And had we had, had we have got through the semi-final, I think maybe with a bit of momentum through the next few days, it could have done well in the final of the song. But um, it's just getting over that initial hurdle, it's, and, and, and um, it's very difficult to know what um, what to do. <laughs> Now, really, now, you know? Yeah, a lot of people have uh, observed that when you would have been doing it, budgets were a lot tighter, there was less mm. stuff going on around you, etc. Yes, yes. Is it almost a problem for these things now that they're, because the budgets are bigger and it's all just on a bigger scale, we, we seem to be getting lost as a country in terms of our entries. Do you think that's a problem at all? Yeah, you know, I mean, when I did it, I, mean, I just, I never ever remember having really any conversations in terms of, you know, choreography or, or staging and stuff really with, with, with RTE. Um, you know, I had three backing singers, and Susan, Katrina and Sarah, and they'd done the best that they could to kind of illuminate the stage, you know. Um, and that was kind of all we had, myself and, you know, delivering the song and the three girls doing the backing BBs and uh, trying to make it as, as, as much as we could out of that. We had a couple of rehearsals before we left uh, in Dublin, and that was it, really. You know, there, uh, there doesn't seem to be so. There seems to be at least that seems to be uh, an element that um, that they're working on now. You know, an RT or whatever. You know, whoever's in, doing the, the work there. Um, so you know, and you sort of have to be um, prepared to do that, or you have to put some sort of a, uh, a visual aspect to it now. And you know, in particular, um, in normal cases, but it's not always the case. I mean, there was a song a few years ago um, a Portuguese one or written by a brother and sister a kind of a piano ballad type of thing that that won the competition and so that kind of turns it all in its head so once you think you know what the formula is or what is there if there is a formula then you know something like that comes wrong a curveball and it, it turns it all in its head yeah. and now, so now it's you, very hard to know you know it really is it's, it's, yeah it's, it's, I mean it's you're you're still going strong, all is well, you, you, you've had a good career since then, while you obviously are setting out on a different voyage now, they, they haven't won, uh, neither did you, but you've managed to kind of make it into something and you, you sound like you're still very, very much proud of what you did there. I mean, would you give them any advice about how they, do they even need to bounce back? Is it actually a great platform? 
I mean, what would you say to them as they heading home on the plane <laughs> this morning or whatever I mean, it is? I know, I know the disappointment of it. You know, I mean, like whatever came in, we were 11th or something, and I was hugely disappointed on the night. But uh, and you know, now with in hindsight, it wasn't so bad. But I remember just going back to London. I didn't want to fly into Ireland, even you know, at the time, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't. I felt like I, you know, uh, I let I let people down. I don't know why. You know, would yeah. you do that? And I remember I was in the middle of doing an album for Sony. I was very fortunate that way because I'd come off the back of I came off the back of Eurostar that program and I kind of by default ended up in Eurovision I never put my hand up for it really it was something that was a, a prize at the end of Eurostar and I had no idea when I started out on that journey in Eurostar that that was part of the prize so sort of halfway through the competition um, Eurovision was seemed to be part of it and um, uh, that was maybe that was something I just didn't understand at the time or didn't take in but I ended up I always say I end up in, in Eurovision by default almost <laughs> no, no, but, uh, yeah well, you know, well, what are the yeah. technicals you want to ask you you got to number one with your song right so so yeah uh, we've got the world i i mean is that important you know to make the eurovision really sizzle is that you're already kind of dominating the charts or at least you've got a strong position going into the competition or is it just look the song is the song it doesn't matter where it's placed before the competition begins you, you come in and you're taking yeah. on your bona fides on the night yeah, no, I think it, 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 for me it was because the, the reason that the song was number one was because of Eurostar, not because of the Eurovision. You know, maybe the connection helped it a bit, but it, it got its uh, platform on, on the few nights of the finals of the Eurostar and, the, and, and it went to number one. And, and when I was going to Eurovision, the song was number one, so I was very lucky that way. But in European terms, it means nothing, really. You know, uh, that's just because um, you're out there and the next thing, it's just a level playing field. You're there and you have to just, you know, perform and put your song across like any other song. Because you could be up against you know other artists that also are having number ones in their own home territory with their song at the time so it you know on a European level it really means nothing when you're there yeah. but it was nice you know it was a nice um, a nice sort of wind in your seals going out there knowing that there was this home support for the song if you know what I mean and this kind of uh, love was kind of building for the song or, you Yeah know, and you hear a lot of uh, people talking about embracing the competition um, and it's so, yeah. so explain that idea to me it's not just about turning up and singing your song and going home how do you embrace the competition what other things should, should our entrants be doing I know. I mean, it's impossible to know, but I mean, I I think it's uh, you, you know, we're kind of licking our wounds, and we have been for the last wee, wee while, and uh, it's it's really hard to know how to get points. But uh, the UK have gone through that sort of wilderness experience with Eurovision as well in the last, you know, in recent years where they were getting zero and nothing, and you know. And then the next thing, you know, last year they get this act, this guy called Sam Ryder, and you know, he really, he seemed to embrace Eurovision. He seemed to be a big fan of Eurovision to start off with. He he seemed to go out there and just, you know, he oozed sort of positivity and and, uh, all of those things, but he was... Uh, you know, he was cracked on Eurovision as well, if you know what I mean. He really, and he, he, I think he, he was embraced by the Eurovision community, if you know what I mean. And if you get them on side, it's a big help. And it's, Eurovision isn't something that you can go and do. I've learned this, you know, previous <laughs> afterwards, if you know, in hindsight. But it's not something you can kind of dip your toe into and expect to come out a winner. You know, not. I don't think not, not nowadays. I know. You know, you have to kind of, you have to go full hog into it. You know, and it's uh, something that if you if you get in there and you 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 
you embrace it and you and you love it and you sort of had there has a you know a genuine like Sam Ryder's thing was because it felt really genuine that he was you know he really did embrace it and the song was great and he put a good performance on and again he had a nice dynamic um, visual aspect to it and all that so yeah there was a lot, I mean, of, was a lot it was multi but I think I, I think it started with him and, and ended with him people the the Eurovision community really need, those well, are the people that vote so they you need yeah. to have them on well anyone who says anyone who says it doesn't matter or it's it's frivolous etc they want to talk to the Ukrainian <laughs> performers so you know they, they yeah. really do believe it does matter for them vitally so yeah. in terms of what we what we had earlier on in the programme we had two guests that were essentially saying look we're so bad at this stage we haven't won in 26 years we're bombing out nearly every single time is it time to kind of get out of it for a few years reset the whole thing have a fresh look maybe get a new judging panel etc etc get the procedures right for picking the song etc have a breather essentially yeah. and get, would you agree with that or would you say if you pull out you know you're not getting anything and you're going to lose your, your rhythm completely being entering to this competition where, where would you say you are uh, in, in terms of maybe just pulling back from it at least for a while I don't I don't agree with that to be honest. I I mean, I'm not the biggest Eurovision fan, you know, I have to put the have to kind of preface everything that I say <laughs> so I'm not and I'm not well that well positioned. There are people you know, experts on this that, that are better than me. But I mean from my own point of view that if you start to distance yourself from it like that, it's very hard to engage with that Eurovision community again or, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And 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 they don't favourably to that let's put it like that Okay um, well, well you, you, you you know Mickey Joe so uh, we've got to take your, your account on that so I have to leave it unfortunately but The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.